Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Grapevine Ministries. My name is Phil Barker, and today we'll be speaking about the Word of God, covering everything from Genesis to Revelation. And I hope and pray that you enjoy these sermons, and I look forward to hearing from you comments about the messages that we bring forth. Today, I want to continue on the theme of faith. The reason I'm doing this is because I, I, I feel that, you know, difficult times call for, for us to actually reflect on ourselves and find out where we are. We know that one day the kingdom come and will arrive in all of its fullness and the day of the Lord will be when all things in creation are fully put right. But until that day, we know the evil, sin and destructive powers are still at force and they must be reckoned with in our daily lives. Our worries prompt us to pray for provision, deliverance and safety in the middle of all of this. It all begins with helplessness of drawing near to God in prayer. As our Father, He comes to us. He gives us confidence and in the kingdom power and his glory that we know will stand forever. We pray that Lord pray. We actually want to sit in faith knowing that we are helpless and we really need to actually look upon him. We declare that the work of Jesus has begun in our lives and in this nation and in the world as we continue even when things are looking gloomy and uncertain. We may find rest and we need to renew and draw on his strength every day. I'm going through a bit of this at the moment. You know, we've come over to South Australia to spend time with my daughter uh, because she's having her first baby. Praise the Lord for that. But 14 days in isolation, my Lord, I tell you what, you will be surprised. You know, the amount of people that I know that given the opportunity, they will always think, oh man, I wish I could have a day off. I wish I could just lay around and do nothing for a while. And we actually get there and we, when that finally happens, when it's forced upon us, we hate it with a passion and we want to get out of here and we want to start doing things. That's just life as it is. Look, I want to tell you a little story. Some of you may know this. Some of you may actually remember this being all over the TV. Um, Joe Hen- Hen- oh, Hendricks. Yeah, well, I think it's Hendricks, but that's just the way it's pronounced, I suppose. He was one of 33 miners that were trapped 2,300 feet underground when a section of a San Joas copper mine collapsed. This was back on the 5th of August, 2010. For 17 days, all attempts failed to try and get to them. There was no sign of life. They had enough food that would have lasted them only three days and they had very little water. They actually faced the agonizing death through starvation. In his interview, he told them how they prayed to God for a miracle. He described the moment on the 22nd of August 
when a drill broke through into the tunnel where they were trapped. They hammered the drill with iron rods and sprayed paint on the end of it as it went back up to the surface. The 33 were fine in the shelter. The men survived 69 days underground before they were brought to the surface. More than 1 billion people globally watched this live on TV and everybody celebrated such an incredible victory when they got out. We've got to understand that we are in a similar situation. The life of faith is full of challenges and difficulties, but through it all, we need to put our trust in the Lord because he's the author and the finish of our faith. Let us continually work together as one and we'll become stronger in him. There's another thing that I just want to actually reflect on. Everybody's looking at all the doom and gloom that is going on around the world at the moment with this global pandemic. But has anybody stopped to look at all the things that are happening that are good? They've got pictures around the world of countries which have actually been drenched in smog and pollution for many, many years. And you now find those places looking pristine and, and clean and, you know, they're just recovering. The whole world is actually recovering because man is not continually going around decimating it. We are supposed to be a good steward of God's provision. We are not doing that. We need to look after this planet. And hopefully, at the end of this, because it says in the Word of God, everything, that means absolutely everything, even this pandemic, is temporal subject to change. Nothing lasts forever. It doesn't matter whether it's something good that's happening in your life or something bad that's happening in your life. Everything has to come to an end. The same as we were born into this world with nothing, we go out with nothing. So many people are so focused on their own little world and it's all about them and what's going on in their life and how this is affecting them. Well, just a little bit of reality check here for any of those that are listening to this. We are all going through this together. But one thing that you've got to understand, we are not all in the same boat. So what does that mean? Well, simply put, it's basically that we have all got to deal with our own challenges. It may be like, it was a couple that we actually met when we're on the way over here. And they're at Norseman. Now, Norseman's right on the edge of the um, Nalabor. So there ain't too much there. This couple were traveling back from the eastern states and they were going home to West Australia. When all this happened, they had to go into isolation in Norseman for 14 days before they could proceed. In the time that they were doing that 14-day isolation period, the borders were completely shut down Western Australia and they were not allowing anybody back into the state. 
they missed it by one day. One day, you would have thought that, you know, common sense would have prevailed and they'd done their 14 days isolation and they were okay and you'd think that they would actually let them across the border. But no, they didn't. So now, that couple is stuck in a caravan park in the middle of nowhere for an indefinite period of time until this comes to an end and the borders open again. They need to deal with that in their own little way. Whereas you may be worried about, oh, like us, oh, we're just here for 14 days, but we're in a nice unit, uh, we've got our family around us, we've got access to you know, food and drinks and all that sort of stuff, and they can go out and get stuff and bring it back, and, and, and we've got everything, all the modern conveniences you could possibly think of are available for us. And we're complaining about this. But have a look at their situation. Maybe you're one of those people that has lost your job because you're in an industry that needs supplies from overseas or uh, they just are not getting any sales or anything because of the circumstances of what are going around their life. And so therefore, their, their biggest concern is their financial situation. Or it could be that they just lost their job. It could be that you have a loved one or somebody that you know that has actually contracted the disease. And they have this virus and you don't know what the outcome of that is going to be. The point I'm trying to make here is every single one of us is going through this together, but in their own different ways. And so people prioritize things differently. What I'm trying to get through to you today is that we need to prioritize that, you know, who is the author and finish of our faith? Who is the person that is actually the most important thing? All things in subjection under his feet. Paul says in Ephesians 1, 18 to 23, Paul prays that our eyes may be open or enlightened, that we may know his riches of his glory and his inheritance in the saints. It goes on to talk about, you know, and what the exceedingly greatness of his ability on our behalf who believe. Paul shouts it out. It is according to the work of the strength of his might, which he wrought in Christ. And when he raised him from the dead, he declared the same ability, the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is ours today. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within us, he shall quicken or heal or strengthen our mortal bodies. That's Romans 8.11. You must always keep in mind that we were raised together with him and he made us to sit with him in the heavenly places. If he has been given all authority, that authority belongs to the church, to the body, to the people, to us as individuals. 
And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, maybe that's something that you need to be looking at. Churches may not be running, they may have their doors closed, but they are still speaking to people, they're still communicating with people. Go online, Google it, just look for churches in your local area. You need to actually make that contact. Because I tell you what, there's a few people that I'm, I'm actually keeping constant contact with at the moment, and just the simplest of things that we've been deprived on are actually just as debilitating and just as damaging as everything else that is going on in the world. Some people think that the, the this global pandemic by this COVID-19 is the one thing that is it globally is destroying us all. But no, there are other factors at work here. Fear is coming into people's lives. They are being very concerned about what the world is going to be like after this. See, the pandemic is just one small component of what is going on in the world today. There are so many other factors that need to be taken into consideration. And if we turn to the Word of God, you will see time and time again, there are many, many things in there that need to be clarified to give you an understanding of what is going on. I strongly recommend that you read Psalm 38 or 28, 33 and 38. Those three Psalms there will give you a little bit of an overview and it will understand just how God works in our life. But also, my favourite scripture has to be Habakkuk 3. In Habakkuk 3, it talks about how everything's going wrong. Absolutely everything is going wrong in the world. And you actually wonder, what is it that is causing all of this to take place? But listen to what the words in Habakkuk say. If you start in Habakkuk 3, And it says, oh, let's start from here. Uh, we'll make sure we get this, the full you know, understanding of this. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crops fail, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stall, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. Now right there, you, you see what Habakkuk is talking about. He's telling you that everything's going wrong. Things are not looking too good. And if you go back further in the scriptures, it even actually goes on a little bit, it goes in a little bit more depth. And uh, and you see that, you know, doom and gloom is happening. But he finishes it off by saying, 
I will rejoice in God my Saviour. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Why would you be rejoicing if things are going wrong? It's because he will never leave you nor forsake you. He is always there. You you get an, an understanding of the power and the authority that God has over all things. But we just need to trust in him. We need to step up to the plate. And we don't worry about whether we're going to strike out or not. Because you can cheat. You can go to the back of the book and read Revelation. And we won. I always wondered what it would be like. You know, I served in the military. And going into combat, you have all your skills and you have all your necessary, you know, training and all that sort of stuff for you to actually do what you need to do to get home safely and also to protect your country and your fellow men that you are with. But how do you think that you would be going into a conflict if you already knew that you had won? If you already knew that there was no way that you could be defeated, if you already knew that you were going to be victorious. For many years I, uh, I trained in martial arts and I fought on the tournament circuit and I was very blessed because I went 10 years undefeated in my weight class. But as I went through that, when I first started, I was just going out to try and get to the next round. But after I'd actually been fighting for several years, I realised that, that I was very, very capable at what I was doing and I always went out there knowing that I was going to be victorious. And I was. Because it changes your whole outlook on things if you know that you know that you know that you are going to be victorious, then you approach the situation totally differently. When we were coming over here to South Australia from WA, uh, Maria, my wife, she was very, very concerned about whether we'd get through the checkpoints, whether we'd do be able to actually uh, get here for our daughter before she had the baby. And even though I had done all of the the research and made the phone calls and checked and made sure I met all the criteria and all of this sort of stuff, there was always that doubt, that possibility that something could go wrong or we could be delayed or my daughter could go into labour early. All of these things were contributing factors. But I had confidence, knowing who I was in Christ, that we would be able to do that. And so when I, I spoke to my daughter, I said, there is no way we are going to let you have your child on your own and be there alone with no family supporting you. Yes, she had her husband, which is great. A lot of people don't even have that luxury. But the thing is, she just needed her mother here. It's as plain as simple as that. And I was going to make sure that that happened. But you have to have your faith and you have to have your strength in the right place. I know who I am in Christ. I know that 
he is we are in a situation where we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony i know that the lord has never let me down yet and he's not going to so i stand firm in that because i constantly build my faith up by staying in the word if you need help in this area i'm here to do that there's your local churches there's your local pastor and if you don't know them find a way of contacting them there's so many different platforms on social media now that are available just google it there are many many good churches out there yeah i don't know them all but i know the ones that i associate with and where they are and, and what you can do but the thing is please look into it tap into a local church get an understanding of who you are in christ because god's no respecter of persons it doesn't matter where you're from what you've done whether you're unemployed whether you're a ceo of a company whatever he's there for you his love is shed abroad in everybody's heart and he wants to be there for you i hope this message encourages you i hope it helps you and i and i hope and pray for every single one of you that you come out the other side of this stronger and more capable of doing great and mighty things for the kingdom of god Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening today to Grapevine Ministries with me, Phil Barker. If you enjoy this message, I encourage you to share it with someone and discuss it with a friend. Faith is better in community. You can also join in the conversation in our online community via the link in my bio or email me direct at grapevineministries155 at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to be notified when my next message is released. See you next time.